welcome back to another episode of Quick Spin, the Audi podcast that gets to the essence of the automobile. Today, we are talking about the 2022 Audi A3. That's right, all new for 22. You can take a look at this Audi A3 on our Instagram page right now. That's at Auto Week USA. And hey, while you're over there, why don't you head over to our Facebook page and click that like button. That way, you get all the great Auto Week content we deliver daily sent directly to you. We're going to spend a ton of time talking about this Audi A3 in just one second. But first, we have to pay the bills. Want to go behind the scenes with the editors of Auto Week, Car and Driver, and Road and Track? Become a member of the Track Club and receive six supersized issues of the new Road and Track, plus access to digital content, dozens of partner privileges, exclusive invites to editorial events, and first dibs on insider automotive events both online and around the world. Hop on in by visiting roadandtrack.com slash autoweek. That's R-O-A-D-A-N-D-T-R-A-C-K dot sum forward slash A-U-T-O-W-E-E-K. And Mark, I'm here to talk today about the 2022 Audi A3 and boy... It's new, and you'll you'll tell us you'll tell us how much the uh, the thing is, and and zero to sixty. It's funny on their site, their own site. Uh, they had they list uh, zero to sixty six point three seconds, and then you go down to the specs, and it says six point six seconds. So by the time you got that far, it has slowed down by three tenths. <laughs> yeah, Mark. So apparently, this is uh, the a, the a, the new A three is based on what Volkswagen calls the MQB Evo. And now, I'm not sure if this is a Mitsubishi product, but I think Evo stands for Evolution. So it's a little breathed on, expanded upon MQB, which makes sense that they're not developing a whole new platform, obviously, because the MQB platform in and of itself is pretty modular, but also because, you know, people aren't necessarily buying <laughs> small gas cars anymore. Uh, yeah, cars themselves are going away. But uh, in sense, it's good that we have this option. It's, uh, you know, we should thank Audi for still offering us sedans at the very least. Um, and this one, this one looks nice. Yeah, I like how it looks, uh, but I think I talk about that more uh, in my quick little walk around. And we're going to go to that walk around right now. And we are walking around the 2022 Audi A3, or should I say Audi A3. This is new for 22. And what does that mean? Well, it means uh, some, some actually significant things. It is longer. It is lower. And it is wider. I don't know about lower, to be honest, but it is longer and wider, especially in the S trim. But this is this this is the lowly A. It's about an inch and a half, 1.6 inches longer to be exact. And you know, you can't really see it compared to the outgoing model, but I mean, it's there. It is definitely longer. Uh, it's not like sh- shockingly longer. It's not like suddenly an A7 size vehicle, but it is. You know, it's growing with the times as compact vehicles tend to do. But that being said. The rest of the A3, it looks, you know, like an Audi, which is to say pretty good these days. Uh, Fantastic. Technically five-spoke, more like ten-spoke wheels, really futuristic, uh, really kind of reserved, compact luxury styling. You know, no one's really going to complain about how it looks. It is stylish enough. The big thing, of course, obviously has the massive Audi grille with the you know, the four rings, which that is enough to sway some people to hop into an A3. But this is not a base spec A3. No, no, this is a fairly well-equipped A3, which is why we're going to go in the interior. Crank down this blower motor. It is very, very cold here. The inside of the A3, it, it's good. You know, it's 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 a modern Audi. It's, it's what you expect. Now, there is some good. There is some bad. The bad, of course. Tactile buttons for the media system basically gone you got you have one little pad here on the center console you can't see where here is the center console where the power button fast forward verse and a magical volume knob which i to be honest don't really quite understand 
But the material use, uh, nice leather seats, you know, kind of narrow, which I'm fine with, but being a compact vehicle. The door handles, very cool, uh, kind of angular, fun. Uh, door poles also angular and fun. It feels very sporty on the interior. The steering wheel feels good. The shifter is, it's a monostable design. So you have a little park button and then it's a little teeny tiny little shifter like you see in modern Volkswagen products. Leather and ultra suede. We have a big sunroof. Automatic stop start and drive select in the center console where you expect with Audis to be. USB-C's, which I'm a big fan of now. I've definitely done heel turn on USB-C's because now that I have a USB-C device, I do enjoy it. Heated seats. This is a fairly well-equipped model. It starts at 35, but this is 44, so you had a bunch of options. The, dri the driver area, the gauge cluster stuff, looks fantastic. Looks like the rest of the Audi lineup. It's got two little air, air vent pods. It looks very sporty. It's got a big digital gauge cluster that has the Speedo and TAC in it, which we'll be mindful later on. Yeah, this overall, the interior is, is good. Uh, I don't know if $45,000 subcompact vehicle makes, or compact vehicle makes a lot of sense the most, but luxury compacts always do tend to get a premium. That being said, we, nothing really matters until we know how it drives. So let's go to that right now. Well, I did lie, Mr. Vaughn. We're not going to the drive right now. We're going to continue talking about this car. And the drive is coming shortly. Believe you me, I did drive it. But no, the full name of this vehicle was the Audi A340 TFSI Quattro. So it was the all-wheel drive version. It was kind of the, the mid-step between the A3 and the S3. It's kind of right there. 200 horsepower out of the 2-liter. Made it to a seven-speed dual clutch, and dual, I I like dual clutches. Everybody says, "Oh, I, I give me a manual or give me death." I say, you know, uh, I want I, I like the DCTs uh, in just about everything nowadays. Uh, I don't know. I got in one day. I drove. Oh no, Saturday I drove a GTI with a manual in it, and uh, I was. It took me a second figuring out where the where the plates engage and all that as you take up the clutch. Uh, I, I'm a fan of the DCT. I'm sure you have an opinion of it too. Well, do I ever, but I think we'll save that for the drive review, which we'll go to right now. All right, let's throw this little switch back into reverse. The automatic stop start is not great. Thankfully it can be defeated. There's a pretty, pretty significant lag between punching the foot and going. I guess it, may, it might be because I'm spoiled to motor generator systems where you kind of it's almost instantaneous but there is there is a distinct lag between wanting to go and going road noise not bad you're probably hearing a little bit of that now we get some clicking and clacking from the road but the main gripe that i think most folks will have with this system with this vehicle is the infotainment system because it is just touch screen there's no real controls for for it thankfully there's still you know physical hvac controls i think that that's a that's a big win, but just navigating the infotainment screen. There's functions on the steering wheel, which you should be using anyway, but it can be difficult to use, you know, when you're driving. Not the steering wheel controls, obviously, but the media screen. And transmission works well, as you expect from these Volkswagen products. Yeah, you rock it away, rock it up to the legal speed limit. This Volkswagen engine, this two liter is great. It does a lot of great things. Power delivery, obviously one of them, it is, is no shortage of power. On the S trims, I think it gets cranked up a little bit more, but in the A3, you know, 201 horsepower for a relatively small car, no one's really complaining. Gets you up to traffic speed, not a problem. We are in kind of wet, slushy conditions, so brakes, probably not gonna be that great, but the pedal feel, it's good. Nice pedal feel. Now, get this over the, the Golf in the United States. I don't know, I'm just kidding. Can't get the Golf in the United States. But this over GTI, obviously different different customers, but 
GTI is such a fun product, such a fun car. Uh, but this is more this is more luxurious. I think the materials are nicer. It definitely has a different feel than a GTI, considering it's also not a hatchback. It is a sedan. Yeah, I, I don't know. This is obviously competing with the various compact, the two series, the A and B classes from Mercedes. On the entry level luxury, it is the ES from our friends over at Lexus. It is it is tight, but. I think this does a good job of relaying Audi's general messaging of like their luxury and their sporty, fusing those together. Definitely not a bargain, but uh, not a not a bad deal. And with that, I think we can head back into the studio. Road and Track is now fully loaded. Subscribe today at a special intro price of only thirty bucks a year, and we'll send you every supersized collectible volume of Road and Track magazine. Learn more about the Reimagined Lifestyle magazine for automotive enthusiasts at roadandtrack.com slash autoweek. In the studio, we are... But yeah, I didn't really talk too much about the 7-speed DCT and that little driver view, but I will say this much. I really enjoyed it. I mean, the shifts were nice and snappy. And that's kind of the case when you get a DCT this dialed in, right? The Volkswagen Group DCTs are great, obviously. Leading the charge is Porsches. But, you know, it's... Volkswagen really can do a nice, competent, strong-feeling transmission. Did you think seven speeds was too many? I mean, obviously, we have nine and ten-speed automatics nowadays, but uh, I often get the sense that I don't need all seven of those, that they're just done to please the EPA, and that if you had your choice, given the wide torque band, the 221 pound-feet of peak torque, but given the wide torque band, I, I would knock out a couple of gears and just trust in the width of the, you know, the band. But uh, I, I agree. What did you think about that little shifter flipper thing there? It's not a shifting lever or a knob. It's actually, it looks like a little tab that sticks up. Uh, and uh, it, it just, it seems a little bit goofy. I wonder what you thought of it. I, I didn't mind it. You, you kind of get used to it. But uh, what did you think? Yeah, so about, because this is not just in the A3, right? This is kind of used throughout the, I guess this tab, but this the same principles used throughout the Volkswagen group these days. Uh, I, you know, it's fine at this point in time. You know, we're dealing with monostable gear selectors. What more do you want? It's not really going to do a whole lot for you anyway. Uh, I think it's better looking than like the Porsche almost bronze shaver style one. I think this looks yeah. more upscale. Yeah. And, and just for uh, a completely different class of car, but I just uh, was driving a, a, a GMC uh, Yukon and uh, it has these up on the dash. It has these tabs that you have to pull back to shift, uh, which is just that uh, I mean, you get things after a while. But, uh, you know, where is all this going to go? I don't know. But let's not let's not dwell on this be- on, on this shifter design, because this this A3, I think it weighs. Uh, I see curb weight listed at 3,329 pounds. I, it's a small car, but, uh, you know, 201 horsepower, that much curb weight, uh, it sounds like its character would be a fun car to drive. It's pretty, it's fun. Yeah, it's definitely fun. I think the S3, now this is, is going to be a hot take, and I'm sure the internet's going to clip this uh, and get it back to Volkswagen, and they're going to get mad at me. The S3 is probably way more fun to drive. Uh, that being said, the A this A3, I had a lot of fun with it. It was it was competent. It felt nice on the road. You know, it had a really kind of sporty feel, like you'd get maybe with a hot Golf versus a GTI. You know, and didn't really have any problems enjoying driving this thing. 
That being said, Mark, on a quick zone, try to get to the essence of, of a vehicle's, uh, of an automobile. And the Audi A3 is no exception. Uh, and, you know, since I drove this thing, it's my job to tell you what the essence is. And, you know, I think it's uh, pretty cut and dry with the A3 on this one. I think it's A, its main job is to get people like, say, you or me, you know, the entry-level buyer, <laughs> maybe less so you, but the young person like me, in on a nice Audi A3 lease to kind of get them integrated into the Audi family and kind of move them up the market to, uh, you know, an RSQ8 eventually. That being said, I also think that the A3 works as kind of the the ghost of the Volkswagen Golf in the United States. With the Golf gone, this kind of fills that void. Obviously, it doesn't scratch that itch financially. The Golf is considerably cheaper and this is kind of GTI money. But if you're looking at, you know, a nice entry-level, entry-level luxury Volkswagen group product, this is kind of it. The, with the Golf being gone and the sedan lineup and Volkswagen at Volkswagen proper kind of dwindling. And that's just kind of true across the lineup for, you know, luxury automakers. The sedan, the small sedan, is it's got a clock above its head, right? It's, it's, its time is nearing, at least with gasoline engines. But, you know, the, the A3 keeps trucking along. And I think it's it's kind of living the Volkswagen legacy of a nice, relatively affordable car. The, this new A3 kind of keeps that spirit alive. Yeah, it, they, they always have been fun cars. I, I, I mean, I'm going back to like the, the first A4s. But, uh, yeah, the A3 is small, fun, light, uh, relatively light. Uh, uh, yeah, I agree. It's a good uh, entry level. Uh, car for for people looking for you know sort of European sophistication and luxury combined with uh, a, enough of a enough of a uh, handling and performance trait to keep you interested. Well, I think you said it better than I ever could, Mark. So there's that, and uh, points to you. That being said, Mark, I think now is a good place to put a uh, pin in it and call it an episode. Thank you so much for talking with me this week, Mark. I really do appreciate it. And thank you for listening. If you could, listener, head over to the Apple Podcast Store or Spotify. Yeah, we're on Spotify. Click the five stars wherever you are and let us know what you think. And also, hey, while you're there, why don't you head over to Facebook group. Uh, Like, subscribe, do whatever you have to do for Facebook to get the Odd Week content sent directly to you every day. And I don't know I say this at the end of every episode, but I will say it again. Without your listenership, none of this is possible. So thank you for listening. And hey, tell a friend.